Hello and welcome to this chapter of the Enneagram Storybook. Today we're going to take a look at the J-Lo J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey, otherwise known as the Minister of Culture at the University of Texas. Their 90s rom-com classic, The, the Wedding Planner. We love this movie. I love it. I've watched it multiple times. It's one of my go-tos when there's nothing else I can find that interests me <laughs> and I just want to feel good. So we're going to do the same format that we did, really that we were doing on all of our episodes. Right. And that is to look at the main characters. There's three that we're going to be following from this movie and look at their type and how they develop and how their character progresses, the relationships, and then make some applications to ourselves and maybe that you can make to yourself by looking at these characters through the Enneagram. Yes. Well, also in this episode, we are going to be talking about stress and security within the Enneagram types and their numbers. And um, I think that helps us just further analyze how they develop relationships throughout the scope of the movie. So let's and dive if, in. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with what we're talking about when we say like stress and security, in the show notes, there's some links to some good podcast yes. websites that'll give you a little bit more understanding of what that means in Enneagram lingo. Yes. And, you know, I think what Caroline just said is, is, is really significant because when you, as a person in your personality are in a time of stress, you act differently than you would be uh, in times when obviously you're not stressed and any good story, especially a movie generally starts with characters in a stressful, conflicting moment. Conflict moves every story along. And so it's what gets us hooked and we want to see how it ends. How's it going to end up? And so for this very reason, the Jennifer Lopez character, Mary, Mary, I think I mistyped her in the beginning. I think I did too. Because in the beginning I said, oh my gosh, she is a one. She is definitely a one. And why would I think that? Well, let's look at just the opening day. And she is just meticulously dressed. She is efficient. She is working her way through a wedding ceremony. She is Johnny on the spot. I loved it. You know, the belt that she wears around mm -hmm. her that has everything you could possibly need, including the sedatives for the groom's the bride's <laughs> father. Yes. And then she goes home and her apartment is spotless. She folds her clothes with a folding board. Yeah. Her sweaters have a, have a glass plate that she folds it around. She lays her head down on the pillow, tucks her head and her hair in nicely and just hmm, falls asleep. And man, that's a one. Yeah. And the details, the perfectionism that life must be perfect. A, a more stereotypical one, True. I will yes. say. Yes. And, and we, you know, we, we're tending to talk in stereotypes because obviously characters oftentimes, especially at the beginning and at the beginning of movies, you know? it's stereotypical because you haven't had time to develop the character and to dive into, see them in what, um, in how they're, why they think. And as we've said before, the Enneagram is different from other personality test. I won't say test uh, tools. Because it 
really is based on the motivation of a character, not just the behaviors. So if you look at Mary's behaviors, she's got a lot of one behaviors going on. What do you think, Caroline? Yeah, I mean, yes, she does have one behaviors, but me being four, I know when I go into my one space, fours go into a one headspace in security. So that's kind of when you're in like, I take that as you're in your house or you're in your routine. And I think you tend to look more like a one. I originally typed her as a four because one thing that it does show at the beginning is her as a little child and she's playing wedding with her Barbie dolls and she's talking to them. They have voices, all of that stuff. And so I originally typed her as a four because me as a child, I had a Barbie dream house and I had Barbie dolls and they got married and went to the beach and went to the ice cream parlor and did everything under the sun. And that was my make-believe creative dream space that I lived in as a child. And simultaneously, while she's playing with her Barbies, there's a rom-com going on in the background. You know, so at the beginning, I typed Mary as four. Yeah, I love that because I, I I also wrote down after my initial, she's a one. I said, well, maybe, maybe she's a four and is going to one because she's unhealthy. And in Enneagram language, some teachers and, and people who, who, who um, discuss the Enneagram a lot will call people unhealthy in your number. And again, that means that stress. When you're just really not in a good place, and for some reason you're acting outside of your nor- the normal way you would act in, in your personality that that oftentimes is called unhealthy so maybe she's a 4 that's just going to that those one behaviors because she's unhealthy so i was looking for that but okay. no fours go to one when they are healthy well i thought it's when they're in stress no fours go to one in security so i would say i would say rather than her being unhealthy in that moment i think she is more secure because she's in a secure space fours okay. tend to look more like twos which are the helpers and ones are called the reformers or the perfectionists so um fours tend to look like twos they're very clingy they are want to take control of things more often than not, not in, not in a typical perfectionist OCD type of control way, but a, I can do it best for you type of a thing, which I do think she also exhibits with her father. You know, she's very particular about the way that she cares for him. And, um, I don't know, that might be a little bit of an unhealthy relationship for her because she's willing to do a lot of things to just please him, you know, towards the end of the movie. Don't want to give anything away, but hopefully you've watched it before you're listening to this. Um, at the end of the movie, she's willing to marry this guy. Yeah, the guy he wants her to marry. Because she wants him to be happy. And I think that's a typical four going to two unhealthy type of a um, spot in her, stressful type of a spot in her life. So, okay, so her one behavior then is what, she's going to that in security because she has control. Right. She succeeded in this job. I mean, it points out that she is you know, in five years. Becoming partner. Yeah. I mean, you know, she took this wedding planning business from nothing to what it is all because of her. And so she's asking the boss 
who, by the way, is a three. I could tell just by the 30 seconds. <laughs> but we're not going to talk about that. That she's on screen um, because she does not micromanage. She's got her goals, but she doesn't micromanage. I'm a three, and I know that. I do not like to have to micromanage. But I love my goals. Um, anyway, but I, I agree with you. I, so when I was looking for, okay, what what would make Mary a four? She is, I put, I put down, she's a creative. When she's talking first to Fran and her parents, when they meet her the first time and they say, okay, what, what do you see for my little girl? The father says, and then she, she just begins to really paint a word picture. Right. And uses literary terms. Like it's, I'm, I'm seeing Gatsby. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a four that can just with words go into that amount of detail, creative, artistic expression. I think we, I think we arrived at the fact that she is a four. Yeah. I had my doubts for, for a minute throughout the throughout the movie, you know, is she a one? Is she whatever? But I think really looking at, um, and this is a great way to type yourself. If you are in a really stressful time that you can you can recognize for yourself that I'm in a time where I'm acting different than I normally act. I think we all have those times in our lives where we can recognize the fact that we are not our normal selves. And if you read this, um, either the the book that we recommend to y'all or you listen to a podcast by one of these Enneagram professionals and they say something that you think, oh, well, right now I feel that way. Or right now I feel like I look like that. Maybe take a look at what is that number when they're not stressed? You know, what is that? What is the opposite? What is at the opposite end of that number? And that might actually be your real personality type. Okay, one last thing, just real quickly with Mary, and you can tell me as a four, Caroline, do you think that this this kind of sealed the deal for me with her being a four? After she runs into her fiance when they're in, when they're looking for flowers, and she is drunk, so her inhibitions are down. She's really talking about, mm, she's just saying what's on her on her mind. She said he's married, and they're having a baby, and there's a lot of envy in that. And then she says, "I'm just a poor man's Wendy." Because Wendy was the name of his wife. And she says, but most of the time, I think I just wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's totally, that's totally the, the mindset of a four. I think it, it is also when a four is unhealthy, they go to that self-critical type of a place that, that a one can be. Um, it's not as drastic as a one's inner critic. But it is pretty self-critical. And it's that mantra of somebody else has something that is better than what I have. And I'm not enough. So moving into Eddie. Okay, Eddie. Steve, Steve. Eddie. Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay, I, I wrote down initially a six. And I'm going to stay with a six. Even though I was really vacillating back and forth really is he a six or is he a seven i think he's a six okay and here's why he only eats the brown m&ms when they're in the park because they're the ones that are most like chocolate they have no artificial colors and i thought okay that's a little six-ish i also just think that's weird okay but i think that's that's kind of sixes because a six would look at a bag of m&ms right and think what what's the potential worst case scenario in this if I eat the ones that have artificial coloring, that's not good for me. That's very true. Also, he's loyal. He's really loyal. That's why he has such a hard time 
with the fact that he's falling in love with Mary because he's so loyal to Fran. And he can't, even though he's he's trying everything he can to make his feelings match his commitment. And I think that loyalty, when he's on the golf course, and remember I made you... <laughs> I stopped the movie and we had to go back and because I wanted to get these exact words and I still didn't get the exact words, but he's talking to his friend and he's telling her about Mary meeting Mary and he's having these second thoughts. And he says, and the friend says, but, but your Mary was just a something that doesn't matter. And he says something like this. He says, but it was something. So, but what if something is great, but it's, not as great as something that's greater. Now, well, he says, he says, what if something that I think is great okay. is not something or is not as good as something that's greater? Which is a little playing into a seven wing in that. See, but I honestly think that that is the classic self-doubt of a six. Oh, now I that can't you're, trust my own thinking. You're right. Now that you're bringing it up that he's a six, you know, I, I originally typed him as a seven. With a six wing. However, I think I'm going back and looking at this. I think I am fully going to say he's a six with a seven wing. Definitely mm. because he is very moved to action, which I, if he had a five wing, he would not be moved to action because fives have a hard time doing and sevens. All they do is do. So I think, you know, he's very moved to action. He goes and helps Mary and takes care of her the way they meet is that he, you know, tackles her from getting hit by a garbage truck that's about to, you know, smash her. Yeah, so outside of himself for the common good, he doesn't even know her. Right. And sixes are very motivated by the common good. Yes. Yes. And he's a six. Yeah, I was right. Oh, oh, I do have one more thing on Eddie being a six that I think is true. He says, I can't believe she would pick me when he's talking about Fran mm. picking her. And there again, there's that classic fatal flaw that a six has a really difficult time trusting themselves. And I think it was less than like a melancholy type of a way, but he says, I was a nerd and I wasn't this party animal. I wasn't the life of the party like Fran was, but yet for some reason, the prettiest girl in the whole school picked me. Yeah. And I think that's something that a six would say because they do have a hard time with that confidence and um, putting them out, putting themselves out there sometimes, I think. All right. So let's move on to the last character that we're going to look at. And that is Fran, the fiance. What do you think? I I'm think she's on her too. I think she's a three. I said, okay, that's what I said at first. But then she's got some definite eight slash seven, like eight with the seven wing. Although, no. as it went through, nope. I was like, yeah, she's a threat. You want to know the clincher moment for me? Yeah. It's when, it's what, a week or two before her wedding, and she says, I'm going to go off. I'm, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to a business meeting for a week, yep. and you're just going to have to work with Eddie and figure out all the details. I thought that's a three. Yep. I feel like you would have done that in your own wedding. Uh, no, <laughs> come on. Come on. I don't know. Maybe. I might, <laughs> I, I might have. You can ask your dad. He did most of the planning because I was teaching. I mean, I was at my job. And so, yeah, he did. And it mattered to him more than it did to me. Right. Oh, my gosh. I could be Fran. <laughs> oh, it's 
true. Okay. All right. Well, another reason why, another clenching moment for Fran that I was like, yes, she is a three. She knows she doesn't want to get married to him. She knows what her feelings are. But for the sake of keeping face, she goes through with it. And the thing she says to Eddie, as they're about to decide not to get married, she says, but the people, all those people. What about all those people? And he says, it's just you and me. And when she allows herself to think about the fact that she really does not feel this, she says, I don't want to get married. And I think that's really important if you're a three listening to this, that there's moments in your life where, yeah, you got to suck it up and you got to just go through with things that you've promised to go through with. But when it comes to these big life decisions, you really have to evaluate how you feel individually. You not taking on those feelings of other people or not just repressing your own feelings and doing what's necessarily quote unquote, right to do. Yeah. So I think that's important. This that's a, that's a really important lesson to learn from this. Yeah, because when, when they decide that they're not going to go through the, the wedding, she says, oh, what is, I just had it, then I lost it. She says, I, have, I haven't thought about just what I wanted for a really long time. And I think for most three, speaking as a three, it's very difficult to strip everything all the expectations that you place on yourself of what others think you should be right, or what you've created yourself to be in all these different situations to really say, but is that really what I want? What do I even want? I don't even know what I want. So I think that's really good. Yeah. When, when you, when you get to that part of the movie, which is really the end of hers. And then I thought funny, she's, she, he's willing to go tell everybody the wedding's off and she just runs away in, I mean, puts her in the cab in the wedding dress. And I was like, that is, I would do that. Yeah. If, if I had to, if I had made that moment and now it was going to be, we're calling it off. And I had to agree that it was my decision to do that. I would want to run away too. Cause I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how to act in disappointing all those people. Okay. So here at the end, you know, last episode we talked about relationship. What do you think? a four and an eight, what attracts in our beauty and the beast episode. So what do you think is attractive with a a four and a six? I think there is a sense of loyalty that both of them share. A four is really complicated. I'm not just saying that because I'm a four. Every Enneagram teacher out there says a four is really complicated. We feel all of our feelings really heightened, whether those are the bad feelings or the good feelings. Um, I do think specifically with um, a six with a seven wing, I think there is this sense of loyalty, but also I'm going to push you. So it's, I have your back, but I'm going to push you. And I think that's really important for a four who can oftentimes just be stuck in doing what they know is what they should be doing. Right. Um, and just stuck in these big feelings that they feel like they can't get out of. Um, and especially if they're in an unhealthy place where they're really just living for other people and living to um, 
you know, save the relationships that they have with other people. I think to have somebody that is loyal and that is willing to spur you on um, and have your back while pushing you to be your best self, I think that's really attractive for a four and a six relationship and vice versa, that fours are also so loyal. And so a six can trust. If I give myself to you, you're not going to leave me. Yeah. And I think there's a, a spontaneity and a creativity with a four that can be be very attractive to a six, especially with a seven wing, because there's that it's a, somebody who's willing to go on that risk, to, you know, that fun. Let's let's take a risk. Sort the of six behavior. with the seven wing is called the buddy. Yeah, and a four is looking for a buddy for life. That's what that's the four's long, deepest desire is to have a best buddy for life. But you're right. I think a six is that um, is that rock in the storm. Yeah. That it doesn't matter how the four pushes away or clings to, that six isn't going anywhere. And since the six is in the thinking triad and a four is in the feeling triad and a four has a difficult time sometimes getting those emotions into a rational thinking. And since a six is just the opposite, has trouble sometimes getting that thinking not to think yeah. in other words that to stop thinking right to stop thinking that that they can help push them into that more rational spot yeah yeah good it's good we love this movie love these characters yeah we do so far two fours we're going to come across some character where the the lead woman is not a four yes well it's coming so this great segue into yeah. our series series yeah we'll be we just did season 1 of the crown. Um, we posted that on Monday. So feel free to go back and listen to any of our past episodes. And next week on Monday, we'll be coming out with season two of the crown. And we have some thoughts about what, um, Enneagram number Elizabeth is, but you will have to listen to those episodes to find well, out. Well, she's not a four. She's That's not a four. I'm saying, I'm saying she's not a four. Definitely not a four. Yes. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we hope that you will give us a good rating on whatever app you're listening to that you'll subscribe so you can be notified of when we post on Mondays and Fridays usually. And tell a friend. Yes, tell a friend. So thank you for joining us. And remember, in the words of Anthony DeMillo, the shortest distance between a human being and the truth is a story. Mm-hmm.